friends, welcome to Womankind. I'm here with my first panel interview this week, which we'll get to in just a moment. Um, but before that, I just wanted to put a call out there for anyone who has a story to tell that would like to be a guest on Womankind, or anyone that has a friend that would like to be a guest on Womankind, or even if there's something that you want us to talk about that we haven't talked about yet, um, get in touch with us. We have a Facebook page, an Instagram, and a website. And actually on the website, there's a way that you can send us a form that goes straight to our email address, or you can email us um, at womankindpodcast at gmail.com. So if there's something, some burning question that you have, just get in touch. Um, so today I'm here, like I said, with my first panel interview, interview here. We have two microphones going. This is really exciting. Um, I'm here with Amanda Meyer, Rachel McCrone, and Colleen Kirk. These are the girls of Revolution. Say hi. Hi, hi Kelsey. <laughs> hi, everybody. So we're going to get right into it. So um, tell us what Revolution is. Anyone can take the question. Here's the problem is no one wants to talk over, over each other, right? <laughs> We can just like raise our hands when we want to talk. <laughs> okay, so Revolution Indoor Cycling uh, is an indoor cycling TRX and indoor row studio located at 1716 Main Street. Um, it's the brainchild of the three of us, um, and it's a very welcoming, inclusive space for uh, Buffalonians to come sweat it out, um, meet new friends, and um, we have a huge component that's um, really important to us that is all about community. So whether it's creating the community within the studio or supporting the community that's outside of our studio um, with volunteer events and fundraisers, fundraisers and that sort of thing. Um, that's, I guess, it in a nutshell. Did I miss anything, girls? I think you caught most of it right mm -hmm. there. Cool. Well, I know that everyone that I know that works out at Rev loves it. Mm -hmm. And I think it is that community aspect, which we'll get to in a second. Um, but tell us how Rev got started. Whose idea was it? I really want to know who came up with the name. That's something I'm curious about. <laughs> um, okay, so I think Rev was definitely, like Colleen had mentioned, the brainchild of the three of us. Um, it's something we were all very passionate about and kind of how we all initially met each other. Um, besides Amanda and I grew up together. I know we're going to get to that later. <laughs> um, but we really got started. We just sat down one day and said, let's do it. And um, put a business plan together and really kind of thought out, you know, why we were doing it and what the importance was to us of Revolution. And we threw a couple different names around, but I think we really stumbled on Revolution um, as a true revolution in the community. And as Colleen mentioned, you know, a lot of our focus is it's mind-body community. And we felt like that was a big piece of our revolution and what we could bring to it. And also just the pun on revolution and revolutions per minute, RPM, stuff like that. I, I also, love that. I love it so much. <laughs> yes. I also think um, the revolution of just three young millennial businesswomen starting a, a business in Buffalo and, you know, following in the footsteps of a lot of other successful women that have done it and really inspiring other women to do the same thing. Do you guys have any as a follow-up question to that, do you guys have any advice for young entrepreneurs, not necessarily just female entrepreneurs, but anyone who's looking to start their own business in the way that you guys have? 
Yeah, of course. Uh, I think the most important thing is that it's never, ever as easy as you may <laughs> think it is when you get into it. Um, we certainly did a lot of research. We met with some help at Buff State. They have a good entrepreneur program. We knew what we were getting into. Uh, we had a lot of help putting together financial statements, things like that. But there's so many small pieces that you just don't expect in terms of all of that realm. I mean, advertising, HR, we're our mm -hmm. own everything. We do our own marketing, we do our own hiring, we do our own, I don't know what everything. I'm missing, but everything <laughs> really. Accounting, I do all of our bookkeeping. So there's just a lot that you have to think about beforehand and you can't expect to you know, make a million dollars either, mm -hmm. I think, starting your own business. Mm -hmm. I think um, some other advice is just to be passionate. I think anything that, like you can't just say, oh, I'm gonna start a business because I, I think I kind of like this. It's like you really have to live it, breathe it, be it, do it every single day. So if you're passionate about it, it just kind of comes naturally. Like Amanda said, not easily, but naturally in the sense that I want to do this. I love to do this. This is our life. We have actually given that advice. I think we turned someone away from starting their own business at one point. <laughs> from, they weren't from here, but we had explained, you know, you have to absolutely love it to the point that you don't have to think about it. You just mm -hmm. do it because you love it. And if you're just doing it because it seems like something that there's a market for, it's not the same mm -hmm. as just loving what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I think we're really lucky because in a sense, we maybe played it safe starting our business because all three of us kept our full-time jobs. So I always feel lucky because it really means I am doing it for the passion of it, that we're all doing it for the passion of it and the love of it because it's something we're literally doing in our spare time. I mean, we're giving it our full time, um, whatever that is on top of our 40 hour plus a week jobs, but um, it's something really special. I think that right now we can say we're actually doing it because we love it. So follow up question for that. What are, do you each have a different role or do you just kind of share responsibility for things? I would say we've tried probably <laughs> twice a year for three full years to really separate out our roles. But the problem is just that none of us want to let go. I mean, it would be different if, you know, someone hated a particular aspect of it. But I find that every time we define a role, we just step on each other's toes anyway, all three of us. Mm -hmm. um, I think we each have our things that we're good at, right? Like mm -hmm. Colleen and I can't do the bookkeeping, so Amanda does that. Mm -hmm. um, Colleen handles most of our social media. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I do a lot of the coordination on the events and community things. So we each kind of pick our specialty. I don't know if I'd call it that, but then we we all keep each other updated and yeah. we all overlap on pretty much yeah. everything. The minute it needs to be all hands on deck, yeah. we're yeah. all hands, all hands feet, toes, everything. Right. <laughs> I find bookkeeping is just such a boring task in a sense too that I don't get to be, if, if that's all I did, I wouldn't really be face-to-face -face with that's our true. clients, and that's really what I love. Mm -hmm. So I'll do that, but then I'm like, well, but then I'm going to go meet you and do, you know, mm -hmm. do this, because I just don't want to miss that. Are all three of you instructors? Or yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so let's talk about what you guys offer at Rev. What are your offerings? Sure. Um, we offer a whole bunch of different things. So when we first put together our business plan, actually, to go back to that, Initially, it was cycling only, mm -hmm. um, and then the more we thought about it, the more we thought it really, Buffalo is a market where everyone wants more, mm -hmm. I think, mm -hmm. and so we decided we were going to offer TRX as our second offering as a way to bring strength training in as well as cardio, um, and from there, we introduced a combo class where clients can take a half an hour cycling class 
and follow that up with a half an hour of TRX strength work. Um, on top of that, we offer cycling only, we offer TRX only, and recently we added Indo row to that list. So that's oh, another nice. class that, yeah, you can do a 45-minute <laughs> row, or um, we have a formatted class called Rev Fit that involves rowing, uh, TRX, and strength training, which has sort of become our most popular class. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, I know you guys, and as you know, the weather's getting warmer, you have outdoor classes is that correct? yeah yeah so how does that work <laughs> so we um have outdoor classes with canal side that are actually sponsored by blue cross mm -hmm. blue shield every monday night um a different instructor goes out and from six to seven on the pierce lawn we just do a complete total body weight workout so it's cardio it's using your own body for squats push-ups um lunges everything in between and then we also have some at the Outer Harbor this year as well. So we have three or four Saturday or Sunday classes throughout the summer out there. And then doing a couple pop-ups up, pop throughout um, the city with rowing and um, cheer mm -hmm. and different types mm -hmm. of things where we just get people outside and get them active. Mm -hmm. We should explain that TreeRx was kind of Colleen's baby, um, <laughs> and she, last summer, every Tuesday, would take all of our TRX straps, so if you're not familiar with them, they're suspension training, so they're pretty much a canvas strap um, that you use your body weight with, um, and Colleen takes them to the park, and they did a workout out there, so people got to stay outside. Um, she gave up, you know, a little more of her evenings mm -hmm. in order to transport and set them up, but it's always a lot of fun. People um, love it. Love it. We also um, have been in the habit of taking the bikes places as well, which means we have to rent a 27-foot U-Haul <laughs> and roll all those bikes mm -hmm. in. So that's always a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. um, the rowers, they should be a little easier to transport, so we're looking forward to that as well. That sounds nice. I think I might have to come out and join you guys yeah, sometime absolutely. this summer. Because <laughs> that's the thing, like, when I'm on my way to the gym, Sometimes I'm like, well, I just have to do something outside mm -hmm. instead of mm -hmm. going inside to the gym. I know. I should mention one other outside option is um, Lolly Insurance sponsors a, the Fitness First Days at Tony Walker Center in Williamsville, which is nice for our clients that aren't always downtown where we're located. So um, they have a class every day, but I particularly teach a TRX class outside in the mm -hmm. Tony Walker Plaza on Tuesdays at 6 o'clock. Mm -hmm. So that's another good option for outdoor Plus fitness. tacos after. Yes, plus no, we do tacos after. Uh -huh. <laughs> I wear my taco shirt. I've got several in rotation. <laughs> and then we're also at Outer Harbor um, one Saturday a month um, for the, I think it's June, July, and August, 8 a.m. And we uh, do another similar to Canalside outdoor bodyweight boot camp. And that is sponsored by Independent Health. Nice. So lots of options. Yes. So people have no excuses no. at this point. <laughs> mm -mm. So you guys have something called the Rev Fam. <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtag Rev Fam. Um, but we were talking a little bit before we started recording about community and how Revolution has really become a place for people to meet other people and just have this community. So let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so I think um, Rev really became kind of like a, a social meeting place in a way for people, you know, in the morning, um, after work, and a lot of the people that come really created this sense of family with each other. They became really close friends. They're in each other's weddings. They hang out after a workout. They grab drinks on the weekend. Um, so it's really become this sense of community in a way that they're like your right-hand people now. They're people you go work out with. They're people you call when you have something going on that you just need someone to talk to. 
there are people you date potentially. Um, <laughs> we call that rev love. But um, yeah, it's really like a, a sense of family, a sense of community, and uh, the three of us certainly partake in it all the time too. So between weddings and showers and just going out to grab a drink here and there with our rev fam, um, <laughs> I think it's really important to us. I sounded like such a nerd. Like I, that's how I sound as a teacher sometimes. I'm like hashtag. Yeah, yeah. that's that's me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we and actually I like how you brought it up that way. Is revolution is obviously a mouthful of a name, mm-hmm. and I feel like I remember the day that we kind of shortened it. We were our first studio was a very small carriage house that mm-hmm. we outgrew very quickly. Oh wow! And you know yeah. at the beginning we had no money. We were doing this ourselves mm-hmm. without taking out any uh, financing. So we painted. We painted the whole thing ourselves. And that's where it came. I remember yeah. one of us just saying, Rev, like, are you going to paint Rev today? And from then on, it just, it's like it feels guy. like really warm. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel that it sort of screams what it is. I don't mm-hmm. know why. One syllable, it just does it. Well, when you say the name, people know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't think I've ever called it revolution. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. No. And our other hashtag really came to life. Um, it's hashtag Rev Life. Um, and that really you know, just encompasses our community and kind of what we stand for and what this life is. Mm-hmm. So. And we get to use it in funny situations, yeah. too. Like, oh, you know, hashtag <laughs> rev wife. We yeah. Like I, that's our, that's I hope my husband cooked me dinner tonight. <laughs> or, or, like, our nails, will, our nails will be a mess and we'll text each other a photo of our nails with, like, four missing oh and say hashtag rev wife. That's when we... We use that one when we... Um, on the outside, we look like we're keeping it together, but underneath it all, we're just frazzled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but only the three of us use that one. Until now, right? Until we started, now we started now a new world trend. <laughs> so speaking of men, we were talking about this before, and um, I, I was saying that I work out at the Buffalo Athletic Club, the BAC, um, at the all-women's gym, and so I'm interested in the, the number of men that you guys have at Rev and how that kind of fits in. I mean, because I mean, obviously it's typical for a gym to be co-ed. I think it's less likely that it's an all-female gym. But what what is the, the situation at Rev? I like it that way, the situation. Um, I would say, Colleen, you, you were venturing a guess of probably 90% women. Yeah. Uh, you know, not that we don't encourage men to come. We just, I think that group fitness itself tends to sort of trend more mm-hmm. as, a, as a workout that women prefer. I know my husband would never take a group class unless I forced mm-hmm. him to. He'd rather go to the gym, get a workout in by himself, mm-hmm. headphones in, and get out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, you know, we find people like to socialize a little bit more at our workouts. Um, you were talking about men, correct? And how hard they end up finding it to be once they yeah, come in. Yeah, yeah. I think um, we've had a lot of dudes um, <laughs> come in and, you know, whether it's their... Um, their girlfriend comes regularly and she's like, I just want, you know, my boyfriend to try this, whatever. And they come in and they're like, damn, that's what you do every, every day, twice a day. (laughs) Um, so I think there's, you know, I think, I think you'd find it across the board in all markets, um, that there's kind of this like maybe stereotype against group fitness and boutiques that, um, you know, they're only for girls and maybe it's an easier sort of workout. Um, you know, and it is, a lot of it is like very high cardio based. And just if you're thinking about like gender stereotypes, like, Guys like to lift weights. The girls like to, you know, do their cardio. And I don't, I don't think that's necessarily something that any of us believe, but just mm-hmm. society in general. So, um, I think, I think guys sometimes think that a workout at Rev is just like, oh yeah, that's like 
easy, easy you mm-hmm. know, like <laughs> until, <they're sweating laughs> until they come in the and then they're like, whoa, I'm never coming back because that was too hard. Or, um, you know, they just, they're, they're kind of in for like, they, it's kind of a shock to, to their system mm-hmm. from what we find. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, we love guys. I think um, we are, we're always, you know, wanting to have more guys in the studio. All the men that come to the studio are very respectful. It's never any sort of situation where I don't think anyone's ever been made uncomfortable. Um, you know, we're in a lot of gym settings. Um, you know, you hear people saying, oh, somebody hit on me on the treadmill, blah, blah, blah. Like, you right. don't ever see that at Revolution. Um, but I don't think we've pegged the exact way to target mm-hmm. men um, in a way to, to get them in our studio mm-hmm. more frequently. But if anyone has any ideas, let yeah, us know. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, if you're listening, yeah. come to Rev. <laughs> it might be as easy as I, that. I hope guys are listening. <laughs> yeah, me too. I hope that they're yes. listening. Um, <laughs> but that is, that is interesting because I think um, that the idea that women are not as strong as men or as, are, as not, not as interested in lifting weights or doing those types of workouts, that's definitely changed. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but in high school... I never learned how to work out and I didn't learn how to use machines and I didn't learn how to use weights. And then as I got older and went to the gym, it was really like a confusing problem for me. And I I actually injured myself a bunch of times, like trying to do things like that because I never learned. But now like the students at the high school that I work at, they are taught how to do those things. And so now Mm -hmm. students are, female students are coming out of school, like with that knowledge. And so I feel like there's just a more of a a base for that is pretty awesome. Wanting to, do those different workouts. So I wish that we had that initiative. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> we do have a client. Um, she is the sweetest and youngest client that we have who's in high school. Mm-hmm. And she comes in. I hope she's listening. She comes in with her mom um, in the morning, oh, 5.45 wow. a.m. Yeah. daily. That's something Incredible. I still... Today, I, I did yoga this morning. This is the first time in my life that I've done a morning workout that was like before noon. So yay Go me. you. I'm more of an afternoon workout person, but I am people that work out in the morning, I respect you because <laughs> I cannot do that. Um, did we, we wrapped up the question about men and the yeah. studio. I guess something else when we're talking about strength that I didn't even think about when we were explaining our offerings is we've actually found that we can't even keep up with the demand for personal training right now. Oh, wow. Uh, because I, so many of our clients are thinking they love the cardio, they love the combo classes, but now they want more. And they mm-hmm. want to lift weights. Mm-hmm. Um, they get a little taste in some of our RevTech classes. And then they want additional. So we've got three trainers on staff, and we still can't keep up with it. So oh, people wow. are real strong out there. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, so that kind of leads into my next question. And I don't like the way that I phrase it. But um, prior to being part of Rev, what were your attitudes about fitness or, like, your your level of experience at that point and did, is that what really drove you to create Rev? Yeah I think we were all um, pretty much engaged and in check with our our fitness routines and what we were doing. Um, I know Colleen, Amanda and I we were all actually teaching um, at a couple studios mm-hmm. and um, really just kind of fell in love with it and with each other really. Um, you. We, yeah, we just all had like similar mindsets and mm-hmm. we, we all were fitness oriented. We all had, you know, a couple certifications, whether it be mm-hmm. spinning, um, kettlebell, personal training, TRX training. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so yeah, we kind of like learned what we like to do and, and what we were passionate about. And just, mm-hmm. I think that definitely led us to each other and mm-hmm. um, opening Revolution. And selfishly, I was looking for a place where I had people that were doing, you know, like-minded people. So right. we were able to, We that's kind of how we all got very close before we opened was even if we weren't teaching something, we were in each other's class or we were mm-hmm. going somewhere else to take a class. Um, and really that's what, Rev has turned into as well, which was awesome because to have that opportunity to have friends in a healthy environment mm-hmm. is always a good thing. Um, but when you're talking about fitness backgrounds, I will say every time my family and I talk about this, they laugh at me because <laughs> in middle school and high school, I refused, refused <laughs> to play any sports, like not one group activity mm-hmm. sport. Correct. None. Rachel knows. I never knew that. Everyone. Rachel. Rachel (laughs) saw me in high school. She knows exactly. Yeah. I tried out for cheerleading once. We'll leave it at that. (laughs) And now look at you. Yeah. Look at you now. (sighs) Who would have thought? Um. So just another question. Um. How do you deal with competition? Because there are a, a couple other. There are cycling studios Mm -hmm. in the area, and a couple other like fitness oriented studios in the area is that a big issue for you no we found the best and most positive thing and feel free to interject whenever is just to embrace it and Mm -hmm. we actually use it's a you know speaking of hashtags Mm -hmm. something we use very often is community over Mm -hmm. competition and we found that just partnering with people makes Mm -hmm. it fun instead of stressful Mm -hmm. so you know clients are going to work out elsewhere because Mm -hmm. I don't want them to get bored and burn Mm -hmm. out so why not support you know a bar studio like Mm -hmm. bar centric or a yoga studio Mm -hmm. or a Pilates studio there's really no reason to Mm -hmm. not have all of those different Mm -hmm. things yeah and I think that actually encourages it so we do Mm -hmm. a lot of the group um, events so we'll do you know a little bit of spinning at Rev, and then Mm -hmm. they'll literally walk down the street to bar. Mm -hmm. Um, We do the same with Love and Motion Yoga. There's a ton of studios that we collab with. So Mm -hmm. um, I think it's best to just embrace Mm -hmm. it. And we know people go everywhere, and they like all different sorts of workouts. So Mm -hmm. we just embrace it. Mm -hmm. And that's where my question was coming from, that you guys, I know you do partnerships with, Mm -hmm. like, bar Mm -hmm. studios and different things. And it's kind of like you get not just what you guys offer, but, like, an offering from other places as yeah. well. So mm-hmm. it kind of broadens the horizon a little bit. Definitely. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> I think the best taste too, and like the best example when we were opening was Colleen was teaching TRX mm-hmm. classes um, at a gym called Fierce Fitness. And mm-hmm. we all loved, we still love the gym. It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And when we approached them and Colleen said that this is what she was planning on adding to our cycling mm-hmm. offering, they were awesome. That's great. Mm-hmm. Let's, we actually offered a partner package with them mm-hmm. um, to let people get their strength training in at the same time. So mm-hmm. it was just such a nice, wonderful thing mm-hmm. and such Support. a good yeah. yeah. They came to our grand opening. Yeah. yeah. So it sort oh, of just started nice. the, the trend of let's do that for everyone. Yeah. Yes. And I think it's, it's cool because we can't offer everything. So if somebody comes to us and says, um, you know, I think we had somebody actually from Bitches recently who was starting with a company and she lived in the South Towns, wanted to do CrossFit possibly, but thought maybe Rev would have something for her. Um, and it was kind of cool because I was able to give her a tour and say, this is what we have in terms of strength training. And if it's not what you're looking for, um, go down and see our friends at CrossFit Nickel City or head mm-hmm. on down to Impact Harbor Center, mm-hmm. um, you know, because they kind of all offer something in the vein of maybe what you're looking for that we can't offer. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of... Um, 
a cool thing to be able to say, like, to, to recognize that we can't be everything and everything and everything to everyone. Um, and I don't think we want to, because I think it weakens you across the board. Mm -hmm. If you have too many That's offerings, um, really, truly offer what you're good at and then save those other things for the other people that are good at them. Mm -hmm. I don't think you have to be great at everything. Mm -hmm. That's um, a really you really need point. to sell the things that you are good at and passionate about. Mm -hmm. And I think, too, it's a really exciting time to be in the fitness community in Buffalo. Um, I've taught classes for over 12 years between UB and the JCC and a couple other local places. And um, it's always been very competitive among studios, and it still is. But I think um, with the help of Lululemon, um, yeah. they have a really strong support staff for creating community in the fitness world. Um, I think that we're just kind of at this like peak time where there are billion different opportunities for people to work out in Buffalo, but that only strengthens the scene mm -hmm. um, because people have more opportunity, there's more awareness about health and wellness, so people are seeking out these opportunities um, in a greater amount, and I just think that it's something that we haven't seen um, in years past. Mm -hmm. You know, it was either you belonged to a gym or you belonged to a studio, if a studio even existed, mm -hmm. um, and that was that were your only choices, so I think it's a pretty cool time to be on the scene, and I think... Um, Leveraging those partnerships um, is the only way you're going to survive. Mm -hmm. Not to mention that when we need to have a fundraiser, yeah. right? We, we get <laughs> yeah. the best raffle prices out there with all our, our buds. Yeah, it's a good thing to have friends <laughs> in Buffalo. <laughs> so, what then is your ultimate mission at Rev? Like we all just don't want to talk over each other. I mean, we want to take over the world, yeah. right? Right. I mean. But I guess more specifically, <laughs> go ahead if you guys have an answer. That's a really hard question. I know. Right? It's a really loaded question. The reason it's so tough is I feel like we've talked about a lot of it already, and I don't want to sound oh, okay. really redundant um, in a sense that I feel like our initial mission was just to provide a community for people. And now that it's happened, I feel like, not that we're done, clearly we've got a lot to do, but like that was it. We did that. So now how do we keep that going? and make yeah. it bigger, better. Yeah. yeah. How do we offer that to people that are outside of our bubble? Mm -hmm. Because we do our, like I said, we, we do our own marketing, mm -hmm. so there's a lot of people we haven't reached yet. Mm -hmm. So how do you get those people involved in those things, in the fun, not the fundraiser, the community service aspects that we do, and anything like that? Oh, talk more about the community service aspects, because um, I don't think we've touched oh, yeah. on that. Yeah. That was, speaking of mission statement, really, was the mission statement, I would say, at the beginning, too, was what makes it different, like what makes it a place that you'll feel connected to. And we had talked about how it's really hard to find a place to give back in terms of mm -hmm. volunteering your time. Um, when you have more time, like my dad is a great example. He literally volunteers almost every single day, but mm -hmm. he's got the time to give to organizations that need that kind of support. And when you don't have that kind of time, how do you find a place that can take you once a month once mm -hmm. every other month, when, just when you're available. And that's really hard. It's really hard. Mm -hmm. So we've been able to find events that need larger groups of people and then recruit mm -hmm. so that we can then bring the people that they need and also provide that for each other. It's mm -hmm. just such a nice thing. So I think Grassroots Gardens was probably one of the one biggest of the things, the first, the biggest that we, I mean, biggest in a sense that we do it yearly now. Mm -hmm. Um, Girls on the Run, we've done some fundraising for them, and we um, help out at the races. 
um, Buffalo River Keepers. We do yeah. we do Kevin Guest House and cook mm-hmm. the guest dinners. That was um, great. Love that one. Yeah, and we're always looking for opportunities. Mm-hmm. So seriously, mm-hmm. preferably does, something that needs 10, yeah. 15, 20 people. And we actually call them sweat it forward events usually. So what we'll do is. Um, if we can like tie it to a class and then everybody, you know, gets changed or just hangs out and, you know, mm-hmm. has a water or something to refuel and then goes out into the community, like a grassroots yeah. garden and, um, builds flower beds or picks up, you know, around the river for whatever's going on. Um, so I think it's really special and it's really a, a nice way. I've heard a few people just mention recently how, um, like we, we had a couple, um, newer clients that came to Kevin Guest House. And they couldn't believe like just cooking dinner all together for two hours and sitting down and having a meal, having a meal together, how much they connected with the other people there. And like, they didn't even know each other, mm-hmm. but you know, that now they see each other at the studio and say hi and just connecting on different levels with like what merges people together. And if that's a community event, then that's what it is. If it's sweating together in a class and that's what it is. So just finding different ways to go about it. Mm-hmm. And I think another point behind that is um, taking those endorphins and that really feel-good high that you get from your workout, and very often we keep it to ourselves because that's our right. We worked for it, and you know we put in the time and the effort and the sweat, um, but there are these times where it's appropriate to take those really good feelings and that high and spread it back into the community in this form of service um, to other people that reside in the neighborhoods and um, the communities that are so welcoming to us. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. I got the warm fuzzies, guys. I, <laughs> um, I was just thinking about, um, we mentioned when we were talking before about a client of ours who's getting married this weekend mm-hmm. and wasn't from here. She came to, I think her second week at Rev, she came to a community event. Um, and weirdly enough, she's from Texas, mm-hmm. Sugarland, small oh, place in Texas. Another client of ours <laughs> is also from Sugarland, Texas. What? Would have never known. I mean, just those kind of yeah. weird things come wow. out. Um, you know, and now a year and a half later, she had her bachelorette party at Rev. I mean, mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> so we're going to move into learning a little bit more about you guys personally. But before that, is there anything that you'd like to add that we haven't said about Rev? I'm sure we'll talk about Rev more. But <laughs> I think I think we covered our ground. Yeah, I think okay. you yeah. asked some very good questions. Oh well, thank you. <laughs> uh, well, before we move into that, just tell everyone how they can sign up for a Rev class, and, again, where they can find you. Sure. I feel like we should throw out the, the free code as well. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Okay. So our location is, I think we, I can't remember if we said this at the beginning, but 1716 Main Street. So we're right by Canisius College. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, my favorite uh, destination to explain is the U-Haul Hub. <laughs> it works. It's yellow or orange, so you know where that is. Um, our website is revolutionbuffalo.com. And that will take you to everything. It's got the schedule. It's got the class pricing. It's got all the fun stuff like instructor bios and different explanations of classes. Um, and what I mentioned just a second ago is if you select a single pass in the checkout and you use the code REVFREE, all capital letters, you'll get a free class. So if you're interested, you can check that out. It's a good way to see what we've got going on. Yay. Yay. Bonus for listening to this episode. Seriously. <laughs> um, so there are three of you, so we need to, we're gonna have to fit you all in here, but I just the question is, what is your story? And you can answer that however you'd like. And whoever wants to go first can go first. I feel like we should start with our non buffalo Oh, that's so not fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. 
I was really hoping I could riff off of whatever you guys You're said. Babylonian now by assimilation. Yes. Yeah, don't tell my mom that I'm a Babylonian. Um, I'm originally from Rochester, New York. Uh, grew up there, and then I uh, decided to come to UB for college. I always said I'd come to UB because I didn't know what I wanted to major in, and then I'd go to some big grand city and get my master's degree, like San Francisco or Chicago. Um, Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> and I think 12 years later, I'm still here. Don't do the math, please. Um, but... Uh, you know, UB obviously provided me with a great education. Um, I had a great internship, um, a couple great internships while I was there with local advertising agencies and Fisher Price as a copywriter. Um, and that kind of exploded into a position one month after my internship ended. I landed a full-time job with Fisher Price. So that sort of solidified the fact that I would stay in Buffalo. Um, you know, again, I still was like, well, I'm a millennial. I'll probably only be there for like one to three years because that's the average of you know, what you do as a millennial, um, and eight years later, still there, um, and then I left last year to, um, I th oh, a year and a half ago now, um, to work remotely from McCormick Spices, so um, Fisher-Price was an amazing career, um, it really helped me um, create, like, a, a backbone for a lot of the things that I've been able to apply for Rev in terms of marketing communications, social media, um, and just copywriting in general. Um, but the commute out to East Aurora was a very huge challenge in terms of getting to Rev on time. Um, you know, I couldn't teach any class after 5.45 a.m. I couldn't teach any class before 7 p.m. just because of traffic and, um, and all that. And, you know, you never want to be the one that's busting out of work at 4.59, even though that's literally what I was doing every day. So this opportunity with McCormick Spices came up, um, and I was able to... Um, start working remotely from home, which allowed me um, a huge amount of um, flexibility with Revolution. I'm still pretty much locked into the 9 to 5, but um, I don't have a commute. I live a mile away from Revolution, so there's a lot of flexibility there. Um, and it feels a lot better knowing that if something needs to happen at Rev during the day, I don't have to say, hey, Amanda, Rachel, it's on you every single freaking time because I'm 45 <laughs> minutes away. <laughs> um, so... So that's what I do. Um, I get to write about food and spices and flavor all day. Um, I'm very thankful. That sounds amazing. It's super cool, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm very thankful that I don't actually work at the campus headquarters right now. They have this thing like where they guesstimate like how much of a freshman 15 you're going to gain because oh they gosh. do all the tasting for the recipes and the, um, you know, like the spices and the products, yeah, which... <laughs> Which, um, steer clear. yeah, so I travel there like once a month and I do a couple of tastings when I'm there, but, but that's it. So it's not a regular thing. Um, other than that, it's really hard because, um, it's really hard to not feel like your job defines you. Um, and like Rev defines me. <laughs> and I'm like, what else am I besides that? Um, but I, I love living in Buffalo. Um, you know, I think, um, I think the community and the friendships that I foster here are super strong. Um, very much so like family, especially with these girls. Um, and, you know, it's funny, I, I like go back home and we have some, we have great friends there from college or high school. Um, but like, it, it just feels like Buffalo is, is home. And my mom would cry and I definitely can't let her have <laughs> this podcast for her hearing that because it would break her heart. Um, but there's something special about Buffalo. And I know people always say it, like they're not from here and, you know, it, it, there really is a great community here, um, but I, I truly, truly believe that. Um, and, you know, my husband and I have no, um, no, you know, urge to leave unless it's like Rev Rochester. You know? Right. <laughs> Which every time I go home for a holiday, family is like begging and begging and begging for Rev Rochester. Um, I think the, 
the fitness market there is a little um, slower in its development than Buffalo has um, as the Buffalo has exploded. But um, that's me. Uh, you know, I, I, I first and foremost, I'm a runner. Um, that was like my original fitness passion. Uh, I've done two marathons, but I haven't done any in five years. Goal was to do five before 30. And now I'm 32, I think. And um, <laughs> I've only done two, but Rev sort of, you know, <laughs> put the kibosh on a lot of things. So maybe I'll get back into that. Um, but other than that, I'm really passionate about fitness, wellness, and um, just being a good human being. And she is. Thank you. You're sweet. <laughs> you guys, am I going to get through this whole podcast without crying? <laughs> was I gonna have to cry? It was cry. close. Kelsey, um, I got this well, yeah, thing. I one. cry every single day over something. <laughs> well, we cry a lot on this podcast. There's a lot of tears. <laughs> um, okay, so Rachel here. Um, that was Colleen before, by the yeah. way. I, I was, was wondering how you're going to be able oh. to differentiate that. So that's why I threw that little good thing. I got yeah, yeah, we voice. need to keep doing that. <laughs> Rachel here. Um, I think you can tell the difference so, between all of you. Yeah, I think so. Um, so my story is I'm a Buffalo girl. Um, I grew up here. I went to high school here actually with Amanda at Sacred Heart. <laughs> oh, bye. So that's <laughs> our, um, where we actually met and I moved away for college. I went to Philly, um, to Drexel University. I studied marketing and international business there and had a lot of great internships, Johnson and Johnson, Oracle and um, made me realize, you know, this is what I want to do and, um, kind of took on like a more marketing business development sales role when I was first out of college there with Oracle and then started to feel like, okay, I'm kind of missing like my family and friends and my brother moved to New York city, which was nice because I would take a 40 minute train there most weekends to hang with them. Um, so I started to apply for a couple jobs back in Buffalo where my heart truly was and got a job at Ingram Micro. Um, so there I did some marketing and business development as well and met my husband there. Um, and then I actually took a position in marketing out at Fisher Price where I knew Colleen but didn't really know that she worked there actually. Um, and just so happened that we kind of ran into each other and, you know, mostly through the fitness industry but just I guess, circumstances that we yeah. both worked out at Fisher Price. Um, and then from there, I actually went to Rich's to um, a customer marketing role where I am today. Um, so I've been at Rich's for three years. And unlike Colleen, I do work at the headquarters there. So <laughs> there's always a lot of sampling and everything else going on um, that I do not partake in and often get yelled at for that. But I try to steer very clear from, from all those things. But Rich's is amazing. Um, we do a lot of things in the community here and they're very, um, you know, I think kind of what Rev stands for. It's a lot of what Rich's stands for, which is kind of nice. It's very family focused, um, community focused and kind of doing what you love and doing what is right. So, um, I think a lot of, you know, my, my day job and my second day job really kind of go hand in hand and it's really nice. Um, what else is in my story? I guess like, you I know, think you're missing something really well, important. I guess. The, the most important thing, um, I brought up my husband, but um, I, know, I have I a 10 month old. I brought up my husband. <laughs> yeah, did I? you did. You okay. did. Um, I have a 10 month old baby girl, Ava, who oh. is my life. Um, so that's been probably been the best 10 months of my mm -hmm. life. 
Um, certainly, like, changes a lot, you know, so. I heard that. Yeah. Priorities have shift, you know, so um, she's number one, mm-hmm. and um, it's amazing. It changes your life, but I can't ever imagine a day mm-hmm. without her. Um, the Rev fam, mm-hmm. you know, came together and rooted me on and stuck, stuck with me through 38 and a half weeks of teaching while oh I was pregnant. Gosh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Swollen ankles and everything. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and then, you know, I've been so supportive ever since. And um, these girls specifically, um, it's, been a, it's been a good road. And that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so nice to hear. We do talk. I find every week we end up talking about, like, work-life balance. And I actually haven't even had – you're the first mother that I've had on – the show, I've had a lot of people that are, like, planning to be mothers, like, in the near future that are, like, very concerned about what their life will look like. Oh, Um, actually, you you know, that actually brings mm -hmm. up a really good point, because I think one of the most important things as a mom now, and, like, understanding, you know, fitness and how you kind of make time for yourself is finding that time for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, So one thing we didn't mention, too, just earlier, and kind of what we offer, um, we do some mommy me classes. Which is really nice and like trying to help moms and dads um, get, you know, out of the house with their baby. Mm Because everyone's like, oh, I really want to work out, but I work an eight to five and I just want to go home and spend time with my baby. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, we try to do things here and there that allow them to bring Mm -hmm. the baby with them. But just how important it is to stay, you know, aligned with yourself and like really, okay, what, what do I need today? And if it's a half an hour to go for a run or mm-hmm. put the baby in the stroller now that the weather is nice and mm-hmm. go outside and go for a run or tell your husband or wife, like, look it, I'm going to go, I'm going to go take a red ride for 45 minutes and I'll be back. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a lot of new moms and dads that come to class, you know, four or five times a week that make mm-hmm. that time for themselves and have supportive family and um, partners that stick by them through it all. So I think that's really important part for any moms and dads listening out there. Speaking um, of, I really hope Claire's in labor right now. I really hope. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah. Girlfriend of ours was due on um, Friday. Yeah. And we're just, it's time. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only other thing I forgot to kind of mention too with um, Rev and just our story is how when you, uh, actually I can't say it right now so you go. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's jump in. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you start to cry and then ask Sorry. me who cries at everything to start talking. Okay. I, like, I got cries. No. Yeah. Just whisper to yeah. me. Usually, yeah. bully yeah. Colleen into being the one to talk yeah. when we have emotional events at our one-year anniversary party. We're standing there like, just, you go, you go. You we go. embrace emotion. Yeah. yeah. It's okay here. It's yeah. Well. Um, my story, job-wise, isn't quite as exciting. I never mm-hmm. left Buffalo. Um, okay, I, but I, need to I have no beef with that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Sacred Heart as well. And um, went to college at Niagara University. Funny enough, not really... Not knocking the school. It's a great school. My first choice, but... Um, I was lucky enough to be one of those really nerdy, great students that got a full ride to college. Uh, so, you know, you go where the money takes you. My dream was going somewhere, I know Colleen mentioned, you know, going somewhere grand. And I looked at Fordham, I looked at all sorts of different places, and I couldn't say no to the scholarship. So I have no regrets. I don't blame Too much at all. It was a great, it was a great college. Um, made some good friends there. Um, actually got an accounting internship at Lumsden and McCormick mm-hmm. while I was still in school. Um, I was a good student, but I was kind of a slacker. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's sort of my MO. And mm-hmm. um, 
it was it was time to get an internship and I was like oh my god I need to get this in, in a month um, so luckily you know one interview and, and got the internship which was was very great um, and I did a tax internship and they hired me as an auditor which I know sounds really exciting but I, um, I really enjoyed my tax internship so they agreed to switch my job over and let me stick with tax um, I had about six months in between, so I don't know if anyone else knows how awful the CPA exams are, but I just made that my full-time job for a summer and passed them all right away so that I didn't have to worry about it while I was working. Um, I can't imagine working in that field and also having to study, so shout out to everyone I know who's done that because it's, <laughs> it's not easy. Um, I stayed at Lumsden for uh, three and a half years, and then I left and went into private accounting um, I worked for an airline company for about a year, um, which was wonderful, but not quite what I had expected um, in terms of the grasses, not always greener. Um, and Lumsden welcomed me back with open arms. I went back for round two, uh, you know, with, with more promise of less work because the field is notoriously um, very, very long hours. Um, so when I came back, we specified they knew about Rev. They were wonderfully flexible. Um, but in the end, it's still just too much of a stressful job for what, what we do. My heart just wasn't in it, and um, they understood that, and I left on great terms with the offer to come back for a third time, should I be crazy <laughs> enough to take it. Um, but in January, I left, and I, oh my god, this is the best. I work part-time in accounting at the Tony Walker Center. Um, and for anyone that knew me before I was like into the fitness thing, it was shopping and only shopping. So it's sort of the best of both worlds because I don't work in the store, but I spend a whole lot of time down there. Um, you know, inventory counts and stuff. <laughs> I do nothing with inventory. Um, but it's a great job. It's incredibly flexible. I work three days a week. Um, Monday and Friday I get to do all of the tasks that the other girls can't get to at a 9 to 5. So running around, getting meetings in, things like that. Um, it's been the best thing ever. Um, the anxiety that I felt, I mean, I'm sure you girls could attribute to this or attest to this at this point, but the anxiety I felt while I was working that kind of stressful job, um, my life just feels so different and it's only been six months. So it's just, it was a great choice. I miss everybody at Lumsden, they're wonderful people, but it was just a lot. I know that I saw you right after you had made the decision mm -hmm. and I could just tell you were so at peace. You were part of it, so remember? Excited. Part of my decision. I was. Sarah was the reason. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so story behind that is we were um, a good friend of ours. We were uh, at her bachelorette party and I was teetering on the edge of, mm -hmm. of leaving and another girl that was there had just left a very, very good job that she had um, in order to just try something different. And she said it was a great decision. She didn't regret it. Um, you know, there's clearly large pay cuts when you leave mm -hmm. high-stress jobs. Um, but I think the reward is worth it. And I think the work-life balance is mm -hmm. worth it as well. Absolutely. Um, okay, I can say oh, Okay, she's ready. I was going to say, Rachel here again, <laughs> that the Rev Fam really, like, truly comes to life when you go through a difficult time or, like, you just need people. Um <laughs> it. It. It I don't like, know if she'll get through it. Really, yeah. It just guess, comes, comes we have, to life. We can give other examples that yeah. are less, yeah. you know. We, um, I love this example. When we moved from our original space mm -hmm. into our amazing current space that we have, it was a little bit hectic and mm -hmm. a lot of it stressful. 
Um, we did it in a three-day period, meaning we took everything down. We took it all out into the new place. Um, still hosting, we had to host a couple outdoor classes that weekend on the roof. Oh, it was awful. Um, but anyway, the point being, our clients banded together. I mean, this was six months into us being mm -hmm. open, I think. Oh, no. I'm like, I know. And <laughs> we come to the studio and we have just gifts from people. Like, oh we're here Amazing. for you for whatever you need. Go get a massage. Go to dinner. I mean... Like, this people is, were lined up. Yeah, can I help you? Yeah. Can we help you paint? Can we help you clean? Can we help you? Yeah. It, they're amazing. Incredible. Amazing. I feel like that is just a Buffalo thing. That, mm -hmm. that is how people are in this community. Because I've heard that time and time again with yeah. different things that people are just willing to help and willing to give. Mm -hmm. and. Well, even with our, our Roswell fundraiser, um, we were turning people down with donations <laughs> because we, A, we weren't sure we'd have enough guests at the fundraiser to give everyone like it would be one prize per person, <laughs> which is not so um, bad. Which is no. fine, but that's no incentive to buy raffle tickets. Um, and it was like it just was to the point where we couldn't accept anymore because we already had a full table, we had a full you know marketing roster of who we could thank, and it, it was just amazing because um, you know people are like, oh, you ha you need something, you know, like we wouldn't even have to ask, and people nope. were just coming to us with stuff, and um, it, it's pretty amazing that um, you know Buffalo really cares mm -hmm. in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. So we're going to move into another question. Um, so, I mean, we've heard a lot from you guys, and I think we have a pretty good sense of who you are now from everything that we've heard. And so I'm just going to ask you the standard womankind question. What does it mean to you to be a woman? Um, and I, you can answer that generally, or you can answer that specifically about what it means to you in your own life. Who wants to go first? Not the rest. Okay, okay. <laughs> you, can't, you can't do it again. Not two okay. times in one interview. <laughs> I think, I don't know that this is really what it means, but I think a really great example of how things have changed and how things can be whatever you need them to be um, would be just how wonderful my husband is because, uh-oh. No, I got it, I got it. Um, because I'm never home. I mean, none of us are. And he just does all of those things that, you know, a typical wife would do and, and doing the whatever this Set is the quotation. <laughs> um but he's incredible and he takes care of our dog who's our baby um mm -hmm. he cooks dinner um you know not to demasculinize him if that's a word he's manly and wonderful of course but it's just such a nice thing that it's not the way it used to be and that mm -hmm. that's not an issue I mean honestly in his perfect world he would stay home with our kids someday and, you know, and I would work nine to five and I have no qualms with that either. So I think for me, it's just that it's not the stereotypical thing and it's whatever works for you. If you as a woman want to stay home and, and be a stay-at-home mom, that's an amazing choice too. And I give people credit for that because that's amazing as well. I just love that in 2017, it doesn't matter. Like you're not defined by being a woman, you are just defined more so by like how you choose to be, mm -hmm. which I love. Yeah, I think that's that was really good. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Rach. I think being a woman today is actually empowering for me. Um, I think we can, you know, we've certainly changed a lot and all of our women that came before us certainly changed a lot. But I think, um, you know, there's still work to do. And I think um, being a, a woman and uh, being in the workforce and being a mother now um, you kind of see those things and and feel empowered to make a difference and um, make changes. Um, I think Amanda said it best. Like, it's whatever you want it to be. Mm -hmm. um, I think for me, showing 
you know, my daughter that you, you can do it all if you want to do it all. And you can be a mom and you can be a wife and you can have two full-time jobs and <laughs> you can do it all. It's whatever you want to do and whatever you want to make it. Um, but, you know, I, I still think there's work to do for women. And I think um, the three of us at Rev are slowly changing that curve for us and other women out there and just keep on trucking. Yeah, I think um, I agree with all those things. I think you both said that really eloquently. I think it also means, um, you know, being a role model and not necessarily feeling the pressure to be a role model to everyone, um, but it's a privilege to be a role model. Um, you know, I think um, I think everything that I do, you know, my life is, I wouldn't say we're celebrities by any means, but our life is more public um, mm -hmm. now than it has ever been in the past. And I think um, I definitely, you know, make choices, um, obviously for myself, um, you know, I, with my husband in mind, but kind of like our community in mind. And, you know, if I, if I do this, what effect does that have on the community? Um, how do I do things in a way that will be seen as um, a move of strength or confidence or, um, you know, smartness? Um, so I think that, I think it's a really cool thing that, eyes are on women, um, and, and we can have the opportunity to, to make that whatever we want to be. I don't think it's a pressure. I think it's a privilege. Mm -hmm. Those are really good answers. I love that. <laughs> um, so now, I, is there anything else you guys would like to add about womanhood, about womankind, about um, challenges, or anything that you face related to being a woman? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I when I read through your questions, one of the panic attacks that I had was like, I didn't have a great example mm -hmm. of of those things. I mean, mm -hmm. clearly, I think part of it too is our the three of us. Our personality is more so just like let it go. Mm -hmm. And I certainly like when I was working in public accounting, like you do encounter, you know, mm -hmm. I think the typical what women always complain about in terms of mm -hmm. being in the business world mm -hmm. is you know someone who just only comments on your looks. Mm -hmm or said something inappropriate, but honestly, it never, it just didn't affect me in a way that I took it to heart or like made it, made myself feel like I couldn't get something done. Um, and I think these girls are the same way. I'm sure, you know, you hear those comments and it just doesn't matter, mm -hmm. but I think it's still a thing. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, in that case, we'll move into stories of subversion. Um, and so just to clarify, <laughs> subversion is, you know, so I, and this is a great episode. To we talk didn't about say it. we were English majors. <laughs> this is a great episode to talk about this in because I loved that their I love that their studio is called Revolution. And especially because there are so many meanings to the word revolution and because that ties into being subversive. It's usually someone who is a revolutionary or who is starting a revolution um, in a big way or maybe in a small way. Um, and so the, the people that I've chosen today for um, stories of subversion are the um, founders of Soul Cycle. And I picked that obviously because we're talking about a cycling <laughs> studio here. And these are other women that are revolutionizing. And I think that the, the fitness industry is really being driven by women at this point. Would you guys agree with that? Yes, 100%. Yes. I would say I don't know of a lot of like movements that are you know oriented around men at this point as far as fitness goes so um the women are elizabeth cutler julie rice and ruth zuckerman and they founded soul cycle in 2006 
Um, they self-funded their own business and they were able to do that because, uh, you know, on the up, Upper West Side in New York City because it was their second career and kind of like what you guys said, they were very passionate about fitness. Um, and they were just kind of sick of, well, the, the one, I can't remember exactly which woman this was, but one of the women um, had lived in L.A. for a long time. And in L.A., it's very much a part of the culture that um, fitness is very much a part of the culture. Like, people are always outside. They're hiking. They're biking. They're doing different things. And then she moved to New York City and had the experience of, experience of and I think we can all probably relate to this, of working out being work. And, you know, it's snowing outside, and it's just like you have to get yourself to the gym, and it feels like work. Um, and so they wanted something that was a little bit more fun and a little bit kind of like holistic. Um, and I know Amanda and I have done a soul cycle class together. Sure, yeah. Have you guys done soul cycle oh, yeah, before? Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's more, it reminds me a lot in a lot of ways of like a yoga class sometimes because they talk about like being mindful and like bringing your whole body and whole self into um, the work. And then it, it's fun and has great music. So they really just wanted to have. Um, a workout experience rather than it feeling like work. And I think that's something that you guys do at Rev as well. It's more of an experience rather than just, you know, something to check off your list. Um, so I just wanted to share their story a little bit and make that connection with you guys. And so there are more revolutionary women out there. Maybe I should change the name of the segment to Ooh. revolutionary Ooh, women. I like that. Be Perfect. influenced by you guys. <laughs> Um, so at this point, do you guys have anything else to add? Anything that we missed or anything you wanted to elaborate on? I don't I think, think so. I thought we were going to have a struggle. It's 57 minutes. I know. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Killing you got it. it. <laughs> so one more time, tell our listeners where they can find you, um, in real life and on the internet. <laughs> Perfect. So in real life, um, you can find us at 1716 Main Street. It's um, on Main Street in between Lafayette and West Ferry, the U-Haul. Um, right. The U-Haul. Yeah, that Amanda mentioned. Um, online, it's revolutionbuffalo.com. And on the Mind Body app, of course, um, you can find us on there as well. And don't forget, any first-timers, your single pass, first class, is free with the code REVFREE, all in caps. Also, you can find us on social media. Um, There's our social media girl. Facebook, it would be um, your Facebook account slash Revolution Buffalo or backslash Revolution Buffalo. Instagram is at Revolution Buffalo. And just to note, we do have a 40 car parking lot at our studio. So if you're worried about the parking situation downtown, we are very able to accommodate you and your car. Oh, that is important to know. Yeah. Like, we have people that will not drive out of the suburbs. Yeah. Yes. 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 Sorry. Yes. Mm -hmm. We got you covered. We <laughs> totally got you covered. <laughs> well, ladies, thank you so much for being my guests on Womankind today. This was such a positive episode. I really enjoyed hearing more of your stories today. Thank you. So thanks, thanks for having us. us. <laughs> All right, and remember, if there's something that you want to hear on Womankind that you haven't heard yet, get in touch with us. We're on Facebook and Instagram, and you can email us at womankindpodcast.com. Bye, friends. <laughs>